Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Cogill, and in case you haven't noticed, a new Star Wars movie has opened to decent reviews, and some say a disappointing box office. Well, Haley and I have seen Solo, A Star Wars Story. We watched it on the big screen on the big island of Hawaii, and we have a lot to say about Han Solo and Chewbacca and Lando Calrissian and the Mother of Dragons. I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. Han Solo was a thief. A handsome, well-meaning thief, but a thief. So, to pair with our leading man, we will toast to a wine thief. And we do live on this beautiful big island of Hawaii, where a volcano is erupting daily, getting worse daily. (laughs) But um, for all of our fantastic friends that have reached out to see how we're doing, we're doing fine. It's voggy. It's a little, which means it's a little dirty in the air from the fumes from the volcano. But it's not, it's it's gorgeous today. It's gorgeous. It all depends on the winds. We have trade winds back. Palm trees are blowing. When the trade winds blow about 20 miles an hour, it blows all the fog out, probably towards Maui. Yes. But uh, but when the trade winds don't blow, it's 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 been, it's the, air has been the air has been thick. Yeah. But it's on that complete other side of the, of the island. Yeah, we're 100 miles away. We're 100 miles away. We have a very, we have a very, very large mountain in between. We're doing great. Yeah. So, and it's—I know it's fascinating to watch on TV it's, because of that lava. It's crazy. I mean, we're fascinated that, by it. I too. mean, it's—it's it's amazing that a whole new part of the world is being created yeah. as like every day. It, it's, it's so primal. It's amazing. It's amazing to see, but it's—but yeah. it's all. And eventually, yeah. Mother Earth will 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 not be so angry with us, and Pele's re, you know revenge will yeah. will soften, and Kilauea will. We'll stop erupting. Yeah, we're okay. We're doing great. We're okay. So, but yes. Thanks for asking. <laughs> now, let's talk about Solo. Okay, so Solo, a Star Wars story. It's directed by Ron Howard. And I don't know the name of the two directors that dropped out, but they dropped out during the making of this movie. Fired, probably, by Disney, whatever whatever the story is. And they all left on good terms, but they brought Ron Howard in to really kind of save this film. And uh, I think he did, actually. I, I really like the film. And I, I, it's, 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 you know, Ron Howard directed A Beautiful Mind. He did Apollo 13. He did Cinderella Man. And it's, and it's really the backstory, and it's the early story of, of right. Han Solo. like we've seen the other kind yeah. of pre-stories. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're not the knockoff films, right. but they're sidebar films. Right. And, so, and I'm interested in that story. Yeah. And he's played by Alden Ehrenreich, who was in Blue Jasmine and Rules Don't Apply, but we love him from... <gasps> 
Hail, Hail Caesar. Caesar. He was the wood that you were. Wood that you were. Wood that you were. He was the actor that couldn't act. That couldn't, exactly. He was the cowboy he that couldn't act. He was the cowboy. <laughs> and, he was so and that cute. scene with Ray Fiennes, <laughs> who's so a good. British director. <laughs> he's kind of like Olivier trying to get this cowboy to act in a British. Wood that you were. Wood that you were. Just, just say wood that you were. Wood that you were. Rolls. Wood that you were. God, he's. You turn right. to me when he shows up in the movie and goes, That's, that's the Hail Caesar guy. That's wood that you were. <laughs> but it's also got Amelia Clark who's in it. And Amelia Clark being the mother of dragons in Game of Thrones. And we don't see her in feature films that much. Yeah. And actually I like her. Um and, and she you know, they have a thing going on early in the movie, then they get separated and it's and it's his journey of how they're reunited in a weird way. But also his um his how he found and became friends and partners with Chewbacca. Yes. And then, and then early on, how he meets the young Lando Calrissian, and uh, so you have these characters, Amelia Clark. You have Donald Glover who plays Lando Calrissian, and I'm going to say right now that this is America. That that music right. video that he does. If you haven't like YouTubed, this is America. It's it's so disturbing, and yet so completely right on the money with 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 where we are in this world right yeah. now. It's, I, I think it's, it's one of the most brilliant music videos I've ever seen. Uh, and I can go, you know, I can probably put on one hand the music videos that I've seen that I, that are kind of mon- like movies. Yeah. You remember when I first saw Michael Jackson's right. thriller, thriller. I, yeah. I just didn't know what to say. Yeah. I watched it over and over. Yeah. And this is America. It's, it's kind of in that ballpark. And boy, it, it'll scare the daylights out it's of you. It's so disturbing. And fascinating. And what's going on in the background is as important or even more than what's it's, going on in the it's foreground. It's the whole story, yeah. And it's him. Yeah. It's Donald Glover, who was great and won some Emmys for Atlanta. Atlanta. Woody Harrelson's in it, who was in Three Billboards and No Country for Old Men and War for the Planet of the Apes. And he's a thief. He's a fellow thief. And uh, and it's written by the father-son duo Lawrence Kasdan and his son Jonathan Kasdan. And Lawrence has been around these movies for years. He wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Empire Strikes Back. I think he's written three other Star Wars movies. Wow. But he also directed Grand Canyon and Big Chill and Body Heat. I mean, he's, he's a Lawrence did. He's very famous. But his son was in Dawson's Creek and Freaks and Geeks. And he was one of the screenwriters on, on Roadies, Roadies. Which we loved Roadies. Roadies was that little Cameron Crowe television HBO series that, that we just loved. That only made it one season, but uh. it was really pretty good. So the overall picture here, before we get into some more details, is expected to peak around $400 million, which for Star Wars movies is very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, globally, um, and it cost about $250 million, and they sunk around $250 million in advertising. So it's kind of scheduled, if it keeps going the way it's going, scheduled to probably lose 50 to $80 million. I don't think it's going to lose. I don't either, because you're going to add up all the toys and all right. the other well, things. Well, and that's, and, I mean, these are, you know, maybe everybody didn't rush out the first weekend to see a movie, but it opened on a weird weekend. It's too crowded out there. And, you, and yeah, it, the Avengers movie is still blowing right. and going. I mean, I don't know. I, I We we really enjoyed it. You've seen it twice, so yeah. you've certainly given your your financial input Is twice. it the best Star Wars movie ever? Not no. at all. Not even remotely. And, and you could I tell wouldn't... it was a movie that had problems and was rescued. And I kind of wouldn't have ex- expected it to be the best knockoff or sidebar or whatever. Right. I mean, you know, as much as I love Harrison Ford and my cousin Chablis, you know, Han Solo was the only character in Star Wars. Let me backtrack. You're a wine writer and, and your cousin's name is Chablis. Yes, I do. Thank, um, you. Thank you. But... But it he ne- he never was kind of the leading guy, so I wouldn't expect his sidebar film to be the the leading film. Mm-hmm. But 
I thought I was very entertained. I liked all the creatures in it. Yeah. I loved Chewbacca yeah. so much. And and I liked kind of how their storyline was yeah. developed and understanding um, understanding kind of how he came about. Um, I liked who's the who was the bad guy though? Who's the that was in Beautiful Mind? Met Paul Bettany. Yes, who was just great. And I he's thought, got little know, scars, on, scars his face. on his face. And oh, and he, he yeah, you're you're dead in a nanosecond. Yeah, around him, <laughs> he's a bad guy. And he but he has a yacht. He has a space he age has a space, yacht. Yes, exactly. I want to. I want to drink champagne on that yacht. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I, or blue. It was purple. Whatever cocktail. Or I mean, it'll answer juice. some. You know, for for you geeks out there, and I'm one of them. But for for the hardcore geeks that really get into the details of this, um, they'll answer some questions, and then they'll bring up some more questions. So they'll answer some of the early, you know, things about Harrison Ford or 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 about Han Solo, especially how he got his name. It's a really great little moment in the movie. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of all the Star Wars movie, it rests comfortably in the middle for me. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of just comfortably in the middle, and i I think we I think we get our expectations way too bloated that we all have to rush out and see everything on the well, opening weekend. The, but we I also think that the first two of these kind of sidebar were films really were good. so good yes. that that that's why it's like ah. Oh. But you yeah. know, how often can you really? Well, does yeah. you know, it's kind of like the stock. It's kind of like if you have stock. Does your stock every quarter have to outdo the other quarter? And yes, you want it to, but realistically, in the can. world of business, though, that's exactly yeah. you're always yeah. But you, the ex- if you haven't hit your budget, then the, you're the expectations are so high. And I, 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 I think Disney's doing a great job with these films. I think bringing Ron Howard in to do this really helped that a lot because there was a lot of trouble on it. But it, but it, it's got some really sweet moments, and it's. It's more fun than most of the Star Wars movies. It's got a dark side, but it's more fun than most of them. And I, and I like I, I like I like seeing Donald Glover in here. Yeah. I can't wait to see a Lando Calrissian movie. And I like seeing Emily Clark in here because Amelia I, Amelia Clark. Yeah. I'm sorry because the Mother of Dragons for us is a big thing. Yeah. Game of Thrones is a big thing just in our want house. All those dragons to come in. So and anyway, take so over uh, by the way, it's gotten 71 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I I it. Pains me to even say that, right? Because I don't like the concept of Rotten Tomatoes. I think it, I think it, the conglomerate of, of adding up things in order to tell movie people whether movies are whether good or it's not, good or not, exactly, is is not really fair. And a lot of filmmakers get mad at Rotten Tomatoes because it ruins their movie before mm. it comes out mm. and doesn't give an audience a chance. I kind of agree with that, but at the same time, it is what it is. There's a lot of critics, and they just aggregate the score, and there it is. But it's worth 71%. It's probably more like a 78% from me. It's somewhere around there. Ooh, 78% yeah. from Gary Kogel. <laughs> from film critic Gary Kogel. Film critic Kogel. Gary Kogel gives it a 78. All right, so so we liked it. It's not the greatest of all time. It's worth seeing, and it's worth seeing twice. Yes. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a geek on Star Wars films, and if you haven't seen this and some of these articles are swaying you. I would just throw that out the door and listen to it. listen to us and go because yeah, it's just, just it's a fun movie. good because you've got that and Deadpool and the Avengers movie and A Quiet Place is still out there a little yeah. bit, which is one of the greatest movies of the year. By the way, that Quiet Place movie has quietly made three hundred and thirty million dollars. I'm so happy for them. Three hundred and thirty. Go, John Krasinski. Way to go. That's awesome. I know it's very cool. Anyway, that's that's. So in the and we're talking about our our thieving leading men, right? Woody Harrelson and and he is a thief. Han Solo he is, is. He is. He's a thief. Yeah. At the end of the day, you yeah. know, that's kind of how he how he's, he got his start. He's, he's very well meaning, and you know, yeah. then he fell in love with Princess Leia, and uh, you know, they 
took the Millennium Falcon off into La La Land. Oh, by the way, they introduced you to the Millennium. I'm so geeked out on this stuff. <laughs> Do you, so I'm a backstory. You know, one, twice in my life, I got the privilege to go to Skywalker Ranch. Yes. And the Millennium Falcon is parked on Lake Ewok. And I'm so geeked out that I'm standing in Marin County. Privately, and George Lucas walks out with a, a tray with, with his daughter, who was young at the time, teenager time, with like eight glasses of wine. And goes, you know, can we talk about the movie? And here's a glass of our wine. And I'm standing on Lakey, what? Come on. Get over yourself. It's one of the great experiences of my life. Let's talk about the thief. Um, I, I don't quite get the thief. Explain the thief to me. Well, so in the world of wine, yeah. there is a, basically when um, winemakers need to try wine that's being aged in a barrel. They need some sort of device or tool that they can use to capture the wine out of the barrel. And basically, it's kind of like when you put a stopper into to a glass of water and mm-hmm. you, 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 know, you hold the top to, to have some suction and then you pull out... Mm-hmm. A little portion. It's like of you put a whatever. straw in it. So you put it, yes, yeah, yeah. like a straw. Um, but you put your finger over the top. That tool in the wine world is actually called a wine thief. Is it long and glass? It is long and glass. That's, I've seen those before. Yes, yes. And so winemakers go around. They put it in the top of the the barrel, which is in the bung hole. And I just Wait, said did you bung just hole. B U N G. Yes. <laughs> so the top of the barrel where the where, where, the, where there's a bung the, it the looks cork. like a little stopper yes it's not a cork it's like a little stopper that um, that yes you can take out and then you put your wine thief and extract some wine okay and then you can try it during um during the kind of aging process and it helps winemakers figure out really when that wine is ready and ready meaning that okay it's aged long enough and now it's ready to be bottled it's ready to be blended it's ready to go into the next phase of of completion. The thief gives you access to the barrel without ruining the barrel. Yes. I mean, like you're not going to, you're not going to open the side of the barrel every time you need to try the wine. It also, um, it, it allows you to, like I said, if you need to, to steal some wine to maybe try to start making a little, um, uh, to start making a blend so you don't actually have to open the entire barrel. You just steal some wine. You can kind of start, you start the process of, of creating a finished wine by, trying wine throughout the process. So literally, you could take the thief, extract some wine from the barrel, and put it in a solo cup. Yes, you could. Okay, I just want to make sure. Theoretically, I would challenge you to find a winemaker that would do that. Put it in a Han Solo cup. (laughs) Yes, you could. All right, works for me. So um, with that kind of the the discussion of, of the wine thief, I thought it'd be fun to talk about our first experiences, because mm-hmm. you've certainly barrel tasted with me. I have, yeah. And barrel tasting is is something that a lot of wineries do. It's kind of very, very trendy and kitsch to like, oh, part of your tour is that you're going to barrel taste. Um, sometimes if you're a, a great aficionado, it really does help you. You know, this is how, this is how, how, uh, well, Auction Napa Valley just happened this past weekend, and part, one of their biggest days as a part of auction is to do the Friday barrel sampling. And then mm-hmm. basically by tasting the unfinished wine, you bid on what you think that, you know, what's going to be the best wine. And You can buy the barrel. And you you can't buy the barrel. You buy cases a of case, the wine. Uh, right, and, cases and, of the barrel. 
you know, um, which I'm so excited about. Jackson Family Wines Cardinal, Chris Carpenter's incredible wine, um, won the highest single bid of $25,000 for a case of wine and by wow. by tasting. And granted, it's a charity event, and so you are yeah. giving to, to help the people of Napa. But um, but it's a really great way to, to see what a wine's potential will be once it's finally finished. Um, now you, you're an expert. You you can you can do that probably better than most people. When I taste wine out of the barrel at barrel tastings with a thief, um, um, I I I have to imagine in my head down the road right. what this wine will right. be like. Right. And my palate isn't quite there. I've had a couple of really good experiences of it, but the more I do it, the more I'm enlightened yeah. by it. And well, you've done it a and lot. And I think it's I I, I think it, it's very like doing it with friends like on a. A, a wine trip it's a fun thing to do mm-hmm. it's fun to see the whole process it's fun to kind of get your it's almost like being a winemaker of the, for the day you get right. to kind of see some of the backstory the first time i did it i remember i was at minor with daphne with my sister daphne and we tasted their oakville cab from the barrel that would eventually go into a portion of their oracle which is their signature um, which is kind great of their flagship yeah. blend that they make and and it was a really really cool experience and and then over the years have done quite a bit of barrel tasting and 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 like i said i think it's a really interesting way to see what a, how where a wine is now and where it could be yeah. i know we've done it at minor also yeah, yeah it's great um, we've done it at, we've done it at, at many wine do you have one that might have so we, we were in oregon once and we tasted was it a was it a Riesling or was it a rose? It was an early rose. We did a tank sample at Stoller, yes. Um, That's where it was. Yeah. I'll never forget that because it was really odd. It will. Oh, I, th- I thought that was fantastic. It tastes like ruby red grapefruit juice. It did. Yeah. And, it then, so and then we good. tasted the end product. And then the end product is to see where the wine goes. Because yes. we love a good rose. Yes. And that's that, one of our favorites. Yes, it was. It was like grapefruit juice. Yeah. So, yeah, your mind has to, you have to imagine. Yeah. You know, because and, then, the, and it was so young. I think we were there in like December, and the, it was in the tank yeah. from from you know October September harvest. I so. think we barrel tasted once at Camus. I th- I have this memory. We did. We yeah. in their in their cave room. Yeah, and, we did. And that was that because I like Camus wine, yes. and that was really really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many, there, there's some really, it's like I said, it's a really fun way to, mm. to kind of have a, a behind the scenes experience and so then the to thief. get to, and then see where the, the wine could go. I, I like the way you tie this in because <laughs> I don't want to admit that Han Solo is a thief, but he is. He's a thief. He's a good guy, but he's a thief. He's, he's going to end up thief. doing great things That's though right. down the road. Down the road. Exactly. Yeah, it takes exactly. a while. <laughs> when we come back on Kogel Wine and film a perfect pairing, Haley's been traveling the globe drinking the good stuff. Two trips to Napa and a bubbly trip to Italy. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Kogel Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. You know, I'm married to one of the finest wine writers on the planet, and when Haley travels every once in a while, I get to go along, and it's this great, wonderful experience. As I found out recently, tagged along to the Stag's Leap region of Napa. And I know that when you're in Stag's Leap region of Napa, you're drinking some of the best juice in the world. That's hearty red. That's heart. That's big. We call it big fat red. Yes. And yes. you know that, you know, you I'm know, smiling right your, now. Just I know. Saying, that's your, that's your flavor profile. Oh my gosh. Schaefer was next door. Stag's Leap. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, and, the, and the, it's so beautiful. It's where a lot of the fires took, you know, some of the fires. Some took of the, fire. yes, on the hills. Yes. Yeah. And so, it, but, but just being there in that that part of the country, you know, we live in a beautiful part of the world, 
But to go there is also a privilege, and it's really fun. And to hang out with you, because I, I just think... I just think it's fun. We had, it was a really great trip. So we, yeah. we did, I think we kind of prefaced it on our last show, but we went to the 25th annual vineyard to Vintner event in the Stag's Leap district of Napa Valley. We had the fantastic opportunity to stay at Stag's Leap winery. Um, it was, I, I loved it. I thought it was a really great weekend. It was kind of a way to celebrate a, a really small, um, AVA, really small part of Napa Valley. I think it's three miles from end to end. Um, so, so not a lot of actual physical space, right. but some within that, that kind of small area, I want to say there were 25, 20, 25, something like that wineries that, that kind of put this event on everything from, um, Cliff Lette and Schaefer and Stag's Leap Winery and Stag's Leap Wine Cellars, the Stag's Leap Wine Cellars, if you think about it, that's the that's the red wine that won the Judgment of Paris. That's Warren Winarski's um, kind of baby that he started that that put Napa on the map as much as Chateau Montalena did. Yeah, you can trace this back to them. Yes, yes. And and, and, and this, going from farmland, and this is kind of a hobby, and we hope to make some money doing it, to blowing up all over the world and becoming... A trillion dollar industry. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, some of the most expensive uh, land in in the country in Napa Valley, and and so it was a really nice way, I thought, to celebrate this very unique part of of the region where there are so many great cabs being made, and I think the thing that I liked the most one we we did have some kind of fancy high end experience. We had a beautiful dinner at Stag's Leap Winery. Outdoor um, and they're in their, uh, under their kind of little awning on their, their, on their front porch. porch. Yes. And um, probably about had, 40, 50 people. Yeah, yeah. With, and our, our table mate was Remy Cohen, who I've met many times. I think I've talked about her a few times on the show. She's the, the GM at Cliff Lette and, and over yep. the whole Cliff family wines um, that includes fell as well. And just a delight. She and her boyfriend were, were fantastic and, and kind of tasting wines from throughout the region. Many of we were familiar with, but then, you know, some that were brand new. I think that, that you know, kind of one of the finds, and that's what I really enjoy, was, was finding Taylor family. And, yeah. and, and, you know, tiny production. Is that the on one the where we went and they had that great spread of, yes, I think that of the, sliders? Yes, I think the... the the daughter or granddaughter, I think it's the granddaughter of kind of the founders of Taylor Family Winery, I went to culinary school. And so she did all of their, their food. And yeah, they had the best snacks. They had really good food. Well, they all had um, super ones. But, the, but and, you know, and then she's there. I mean, is it the mother or? the? Well, the so it was uh, the parents were growers. They started the, or they were growing grapes. And then um, daughter and husband kind of created the winery. Um, and, and then kids now are kind of participating, but like I said, one went to culinary school, but the whole family was there and it's up on a ridge and you kind of are overlooking the, the valley and, and it's, they are not open to the public. So it's kind of an appointment only thing. It's like a boutique one. And it's just, we'd never had that. I'd never had that one. Yeah. It was a new, it was a new wine, um, to find, but then also, you know, I can let me go to Schaefer and drink, you know, Hillside Select. Which any, we did. Anytime I could possibly, you know, dream of it. So so it, I, I thought it was great. What did you think? Because you don't get to kind of have these experiences. Oh, that so was much. heaven for me. It's one of the best trips I've ever been on in my life. And the wines we had were some of the best wines I've ever had in my life because it's all in my wheelhouse. It's mm-hmm. all really nice cabs. And then they had some really interesting whites. They had some really interesting other wines. I mean, we had a few other 
other wines. But for the most part, every winery is beautiful, and every winery has its own statement. Every wine was good. Um, usually in there you'll get one wine that you might not like. As one. We walked into this one winery, and they had two guys. They're called the Paella Brothers or yeah. whatever, yeah. and they're making two big things of paella while you drink this amazing wine overlooking the hillside. Yeah. In in Napa, that's and at Lindstrom, and yeah, at Lindstrom, and what is there not to like about that? Yeah. Besides the paella being great, and you kind of got to walk up this little hillside and these little trails, and and you're you're surrounded yeah. by again kind of the beauty of 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 Mother Nature. You're yeah. you're almost in what in in Provence they'd call the Garrigue, but you're in the midst of just all of this kind of flora and. I mean, you have all of this just natural kind of sagebrush and wild uh-huh. thyme and, and then flowers and, and... Well, flowers. I mean, when we, when we're staying at Stag's Leap. So, and this is actually kind of a, a really yeah. cool thing that, that Stag's Leap has now created that I want to say launches this summer as their whole apoth- apothecary tour. Um, so you actually do what their kind of founders were were big gardeners and and loved just the beauty and aesthetic um, marriage between wine and and uh, orange blossom and and you know apple trees and and roses oh my goodness the roses and all of the flowers and then how you find those different characteristics within the wines that they're within making within the wines yeah. they they make a, a small production viognier that that to go out into this kind of apothecary garden and and smell the aromas that you'll then go in and taste in the wine is a pretty you know special experience and i think it helps people figure out at the end of the day a glass of wine it's grape juice so how do you find one characteristic versus another and what makes that mm-hmm. you know what 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 gives a wine you know what gives a viognier uh, stone fruit and and you know white flower aromas. What gives a, a, a Chardonnay, tropical pineapple, or or you know green apple or pear? Or, yeah. 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 So it's it's helping kind of tie those two things together and and in a way that makes I think a little bit more sense. And we we had an apothecary tour. Yes. By a guy, <laughs> and, and I can't remember his name, and I, I was kind of charmed by him, but he. Uh, I, 15 minutes into it, I turned to you and said, that's Jack Black. Jack Black. He's yes. Jack Black. And yeah. so at the end, I asked him, I said, what what, what famous person do? And before I even got the sense yeah. out, he goes, I'm Jack Black. And I, pl- I, play, it, I play it up all the time. Yeah, God, it was really funny. Anyway, it was, it's, and thank you for. Yeah, for, it was a wonderful you. trip. Thanks to the the Stag's Leap region for for bringing us out yeah. and, and giving us that wonderful opportunity because yeah. it was a really really I'll never forget it. Beautiful way to to see the valley and and to celebrate the wines that are being made there. So, but also you have recently, you recently went to Italy. I did. That's a big trip. Yes, from the Big from Island here. of Hawaii all the way to Italy <laughs> and back. Yes. Yeah. It was but, very sleepy. Yeah, but you were on a you were on a certain you were you were doing something very specific that you wanted to do. You've so always there, wanted to well, do. Well, I I always um, I I feel so honored and privileged to have any opportunity that that kind of is offered. And so the Prosecco region of Italy, Prosecco is very popular. Um, it's in Fluenda Venice, so it's in the Veneto region, where I was specifically was was traveling with the Prosecco Superiore DOCG region um, to 
the kind of key communes, and I'm going to sound this out because they're very, very difficult to say. They're very, very long words. Congliano Valdobadene. Nice. Prosecco Superiore DOCG. Wow. Um, their consortium uh, had invited me out to attend their um, Vino in Villa event, which is kind of a, 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 a big consumer and trade walk around tasting event um, in a castle, which, you know, not bad, not bad views. Not Doesn't bad digs. suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, tasting through the premium wines from Prosecco Superiore and, and Prosecco uh, as a category as a whole, it's sparkling wine. It's a bubbly. It's a, yes, it's, it's meant to be um, enjoyed young. It's very fresh. It's very easy. Um, there's a lot of it on the market. It's it's a very inexpensive. We see it in the stores here. Yes, um, and a lot of what is out on the market, though, and what you can just see very easily is just the DOC. So it's just it's it's a much wider region, bigger part of Prosecco, and then within Prosecco is the Prosecco Superiore DOCG. It's fifteen, basically fifteen little towns. In a very small, this Congliano Valdebatene area that um, produce their premium wines. And I really, really gained a, a fantastic appreciation for these wines. I've always thought that Prosecco was just, you know, it's kind of fun and flirty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mix it with your mimosas and you call it. Doesn't it doesn't cost it. a lot. It doesn't cost a lot. It's super fruity. It's. Just mm-hmm. it's it's just a little easy fun. Okay, yay! Let's oh let's open a bottle. It's a bottle that you open just to open. Within these wines, though, there's a lot more character. There there are a lot. There's a lot of different. I say a lot. There are um, there are wines that actually speak something. They speak to the terroir. They speak to the land. They tell the story of where they come from. I mm-hmm. think a little bit more than. Than maybe some of the more the larger production, more complicated, um, more complex, just more complex, more textured. Uh, you have more um, structure, and it's really because within this Prosecco Superiore region, you have these these very very uh, a, a complete change throughout the the region of uh, various landscapes, and you have have high elevations and you have different soil types and you you bring all of this together to create something that that is a little bit more instead of just fruit 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 you get an an incredible earthiness you get a a salty minerality that that i think uh, that that kind of tells the story you get this this kind of steeliness and and um, intensity that you maybe don't find in just the big juicy fruity um, proseccos. It's made in the Charmant method. I've always kind of preached uh, again, and I, I'm kind of eating some of my own words. I've always preached that method champenois is what you always want to look for. It's the traditional method of of wine being made in champagne. So second fermentation in the bottle. That's the only way to go. I actually have a, a great appreciate. I've, I've gained a great appreciation for the Charmant method with these wines. Because basically, in order to create the the bubbles, you have a still wine. It's put into a stainless steel tank, and then um, through adding sugar and a little bit of yeast, you start the second fermentation in a tank instead of in the bottle. Oh. And so then you it happens very fast. 
you bottle very quickly and you get it out into the marketplace because it's meant to be a young wine. And it's, it's not meant, not to, meant sit to in it's a not, cave for right, a year in a bottle. It's not meant to, to have the bready, brioche, toasty, nutty notes of classic champagne. It's meant to have the fruit. It's meant to have mm-hmm. the freshness. It's meant to have the acidity. And it's such a it's made from the Glera variety that is such a high acid wine that some of them will have a little bit of residual sugar. They are made in an extra dry style. They are made in a dry style, which in the world of bubbles, which makes no sense, a dry wine is actually a a sweeter wine. And some of the best of these like dry wines, they're premium wines, they're like celebration wines that you that you only open on special occasion comes from a very tiny commune within this region called Cartizze. And we, we spent quite a bit of time in Cartizze and, and these soaring elevations, you're right at the base of the Dolomite Mountains. It's like, it's like the pre-Alps. Yeah. And so you have these very high elevations with, with various temperature changes, for, you know, going from hot days to cool nights. And steep slopes. And very, very steep slopes. Everything has to be done by hand. Um, it's, it's very, you know, it's tough labor. It's, it's. It's kind of it's kind of what I think a lot of modern day wine regions wish they could be. What they've kind of tried to to emulate mm-hmm. because it was just stunningly beautiful. Do they do a lot of production, or are they all boutique wineries? No, I mean you have you certainly have have some very very large one. Villa Sandy is one that has, it's one of the larger ones. They make like a hundred thousand cases or two hundred thousand. Yes, or, yeah. And um yeah. and and they'll they'll many of them like Adami is one that we enjoy quite a bit. Um, they have their just basically Prosecco DOC wines. They have their their larger production of the whole region. But then within that, they'll have these individual, um, I don't like a Cartizze. They'll have an individual little commune. They mm-hmm. also um, have kind of created a whole new um, way to to focus on the wines even more instead of just having something labeled Congliano or labeled Val de Baudinet or Prosecco DOCG, um, Prosecco Superiore DOCG, they'll they'll create these rives, which is almost like how we think of single vineyard wines. We don't even think twice when you see like a, a Durrell vineyard on, yeah. on a bottle. You're like, oh, okay, that's from a very specific vineyard, you know, right. fruit from that. And so in Prosecco DOCG, that's a rive. Yeah. So you'll see that on a label also. It's a lot of long words that, that, you know, it's it's a lot to say on, on a label, but each one of them makes a lot of sense. There are a couple that I, I mentioned, Villa Sandy. Um, there was one in particular that is just now being imported into the U.S. that I'm so excited about. It was Ruggeri. Um, they're making a brute style. They've always made a, a dry and an extra dry Cartizze. They're about to release in the U.S. a brute style, and that was probably... One of my favorites, as well as Perlage. Perlage was it just really beautiful, beautiful wines, really special. Um, and did they, did they get more and more expensive? Have you got higher in quality? Um, you know, so the Cartites are like that's your big that's, yeah. uh, woohoo, and even those are like 30, 40 bucks. Okay. That's not you think about classic champagne. You think about the cost of premium champagne. 
that's yeah you, you can know, get in a hundred dollar bottle you hundreds get, you of get dollars three exactly three yeah. four five hundred dollars bottles yes. these um a lot of them were still going to be like twenty twenty five dollars wow yeah. wow and also did they pair food really well with it so what did you eat we ate a lot it's um asparagus season so we had um a lot of asparagus risotto um where <laughs> this little pocket it wasn't it's it's rice instead of pasta so we had risotto pretty much we had asparagus risotto pretty much at every meal, <laughs> which, you know, was delicious. And it was really fun to try um, different styles of, of Different risotto. chefs, different takes. There was one that kind of made no sense, but was absolutely delicious, where it was a strawberry and asparagus risotto. And I, I, I bought into it. I thought it was, it was beautiful and delicious wow. and, 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 you know, paired with one of these kind of richer, extra dry, um, styles yeah. of of the prosecco superiore and and it was it was really you know it was really special a lot of meats or a lot of fish um a little bit of both they uh but that was kind of i love doing sparkling wine trips when you do pairing meals where all you're drinking throughout the entire dinner is is sparkling because sparkling can it's not just the aperitif. It's not just what you drink, you know, poolside. It's not just something that, that you open an evening with. It's something that can easily be enjoyed hmm. throughout a meal, especially when you when you taste through these different styles. So, I mean, I thought it was it was a fantastic Yay. experience. I'm very, very, you know, appreciative and and excited about learning more about um, and tasting more of these. So ones. I get asked this all the time before we wrap this up. Um, oh, are you going with her to Italy? And it's like, no. Uh, no, because, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll never say, oh, it's too hard and all that kind of stuff, but you're on a plane most of the time to be there for a short amount of time, be on a plane for a long time back. But also often you're tasting 50 to hundred to 200 bottles a day. And for, I mean, it's my work. And for the, it's your work. And for the novice, that's hard. That you can, you have to learn how to power taste, right. and you know how to do it. Right. I yeah. mean, you're not you're not drinking these wines. You're tasting. You're spitting. It's and and it's long days. You know, you leave early in the morning, and you don't get back until late at night. Granted, everything that's in between is like pinch me moments. Right. But but it's you know, like I say, I feel so so honored and blessed and and privileged to to get to do this for a living and and. You know, can't wait for the next one. Hey, we're happy. Trips to Italy, trips to Napa, and there's a new Star Wars movie. <laughs> next time on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, more new films arriving in local theaters with wines to match and, of course, stories to tell. I think Ocean's 8 is coming up Yeah, next. we're going to have to I see that. I can't wait. <laughs> but for more on the films or the wines we've talked about today, please check out our blog on Kogel Consulting or through Facebook. Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill. And as usual, I'm looking for the next great film. Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. Aloha. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.